location, location, location. I want to read from Matthew chapter 2. This is, you know it. This is it, the Advent season Jesus was born in. But interesting enough, Matthew chapter 2, as it talks about the birth of Jesus, gives us three specific locations, three places. Jesus, the greatest miracle of all, God made flesh, the word made flesh. Boy, miracles move around because Jesus moved. In his early infancy stage, he moved around. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Somebody say Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Verse 13, we're just going. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, flee to Egypt. Somebody say Egypt. Egypt. Now we're going down to verse 19. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up again. Here's that phrase again, get up. Somebody say, Get up. Yeah. The angel would show up and go, Get up. That's, that's, that was the message. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel, and they settled in Nazareth. Somebody say Nazareth. 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 Verse 23, Nazareth. Location, location, location. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, lived for a season in Egypt, and settled in Nazareth. I want to speak to you about Bethlehem, Egypt, and Nazareth. Location, location, location. These three geographical locations carry viable and measurable biblical, spiritual, prophetic, and practical truths. Just by attending these places, by living in these places, by occupying these places, what they mean, what they signify spiritually, biblically, prophetically. If you receive this now, you're going to come out of this service empowered, not just to survive, but to thrive in 2024 as we advance the kingdom of heaven and show off the glory of Christ to a broken world. Point number one, here it is. The greatest miracles are born in Bethlehem. I will repeat that. Now, that is really self-serving since I am from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's Messianic complex. Now you know where I get it from. The greatest miracles are born in Bethlehem. But you, oh Bethlehem, only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the past. Another version would read, in the ancient of ancients, will come from you on my behalf. That's Micah 5.2. I, I was invited to write an op-ed piece this week for a very, a name you would recognize, a news platform whose name you would all recognize. And I, I drafted the piece. I was, I was in that coffee shop, whose name I will not mention, with Jezebel on the cup. And I, 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 so I was, I was writing my, my, my piece and, and engaging it, and I submitted it. And do, do you realize how many prophecies Jesus fulfilled from the Old Testament? I mean, it's just, the math, I'm a math guy, as you well know, the mathematical probability of this happening. These guys didn't have the internet. They didn't have encyclopedias. I mean, for Mary to intentionally say, aha, and I'm going to call him this, and, uh, and he's going to be born here, matching up perfectly with so many prophecies that were laid out in the Old Testament to the exact name, to the city where he would be born. And it wasn't like he was, it was prophesied, Jesus would be born in Los Angeles, or back in the day would be Rome or Alexandria or Athens. No, it was Bethlehem. Bethlehem would be the equivalent of Visalia. Or Tulare. Worst case scenario, no offense, Modesto. No offense. I just said no offense. If you say no offense, it's never offending. 
Sure it isn't. He was born in Bethlehem. Like, I'm not going to say Lodi. We have a lot of Lodi people here, guys. I mean, Bethlehem. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Let me tell you why. The word Bethlehem in the Bible, in Hebrew, means house of bread. He was born in Bethlehem, and Bethlehem was a city in what province, in what region? Judea, Judah. Judah means what? You're missing this. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, confirmed in the birth of Jesus, Jesus was to be born, the Messiah was to be born in the house of bread that comes out of praise. So I want to remind you, as we finish 2023 and step into 2024, there will always be provision in your praise. I want to remind you one more time that while you praise him, he will provide for you. I'm going to repeat. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. While you praise him, he will provide for you. While you lift him up, he will lift you out with his power. When you lift him up, he will lift you out of depression and despair, out of anxiety, out of worry, out of shame, out of condemnation, out of victimization, out of the past. When he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. There is provision in praise. You will always discover bread in praise. He he was Jesus, the Messiah, the Redeemer of the world. He he was prophesied to be born in a place which means house of bread. Located in the middle of praise. Bread in praise. Provision in praise. I'm going to repeat that till you get it in your spirit. There is provision in your praise. There is provision in your praise. There is provision in your praise. I will draw. There will always be provision. You can't separate Los Angeles from California. Spiritually and spiritually speaking, you can't separate Bethlehem from Judah. The house of bread will always reside in the midst of praise. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. What, what, Pastor Sam, what are you telling us this morning? What, what is that? App? You take care of praising him, and he will make certain to provide for you and your family. There is provision in your praise. I want to remind you that as you give him all the glory, he will fill you with all of his glory. As he takes you from 2 Corinthians 3.18. So in 2024, in the upcoming year, it doesn't really matter what happens to the stock market, the housing market, the political world is going to go crazy in America. It's going to go cuckoo for cocoa puff in 2024. But the church, we are solid as a rock. As a believer, we're not dependent on what happens in Washington, D.C. And with all due deference, not even Sacramento, California. Oh, as for me and my house, we know that Jehovah Jireh is our provider. And while I praise him, he will provide. Let 2024 be the year when you come to December 31st that you will honor the words of the psalmist King David. I was young, but now I am. In other words, I've been strong, but I, and I've been weak. I've been to the mountaintop, and I've been through my valleys. I know what it is to be right, and I know what it is to be wrong, but one thing I know for certain, I have never seen. I have never seen. You will never see. 
in your family, in your home, in your marriage, in your children, and in your children's children. You will never see the righteous forsaken, nor your children or your children's children, or your children's 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 children ever having to beg for bread. If you believe that Jehovah Jireh, that he is your provider, somebody give God some Judah praise. Somebody activate that Bethlehem anointing. Is there anybody here that discovered this past year that nothing can take away your praise? Anybody discovered that problems can't take away your praise? Drama can't take away your praise. Anxiety can't take away your praise. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah. Jesus was born in the house of bread situated in the midst of praise. And he himself, don't forget, bread and praise... He reconciled those two elements in his life. John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. That same Jesus who, who said, I am the bread of life, the eternal bread, connects now with praise. And in Luke 19, 40, he says, I'm going to tell you this. Y'all better praise because the moment you all grow silent, even the stones will begin to praise me. It's praise, it's praise, it's praise. The greatest miracles are born when you praise Jesus, when you lift him up, when you exalt him in all of your actions, words, deeds, and thoughts. On good days and bad days, give God all of the praise. And the greatest miracles are born when you stand on the promise that there will always be provision born out of your praise. The greatest miracles are born in Bethlehem of Judea of Judah. If you, believe, if you believe that, lift up your hand and repeat after me. There is provision in my praise. I lift up Jesus. He will provide. Number two, the greatest miracles grow when you permit God to redeem your Egypt. I'll repeat that. The greatest miracles grow when you permit God to redeem your Egypt. Jesus was born. Jesus was born in what city? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. All of a sudden, Herod issues a decree. If you're a boy, a child under two years of age, you're dead. Infanticide. So uh, the angel of the Lord, the dream, the revelation comes, hits the man and the woman of God. The instructions are clear. You all need to get out of here. Y'all need to leave. The enemy is coming after you. Where are we going to? I love this. After the wise men were gone, get up, get up and flee to Egypt. Stay there until, until it's time to come back. Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with Mary, his mother, and their child. And they stayed there until Herod's death. When all hell breaks loose, God speaks to Joseph in a dream and tells him, get up. And go to where? Egypt. Are you, are you kidding me? Out of all the places in the world, why not like Cancun? Go to where? I'll even take San Diego. But go to where? Does anyone have any triggers? This doesn't provoke any Jewish twitches. Where did the Hebrew people come out of? Where they were what? 
And then heaven shows up and says, yes, the enemy's coming after you, so I want you to go to the safest place on the planet. Go to Go to Egypt. Go to Egypt. Out of all places, Egypt. Egypt, the place that once enslaved the Israelites. Egypt, the place where the ancestors of Jesus suffered oppression. Egypt, the place where they forgot Joseph, enslaved the Hebrew children, and required them to make bricks without straw. Egypt, the place where Moses got up and told Pharaoh, let my people so they may worship the living God. Why in the world would God tell Joseph to go back to that place? Because God has the power to redeem your Egypt. The God that we serve has the power to redeem your Egypt. I will repeat that till you get it in your spirit, man. God has the power to make the same areas that once in your life provoked anxiety. God has the power to redeem it where the same areas that the same area that once provoked anxiety will be the same area that now releases an anointing. Hey! God has the power to redeem your Egypt. We all have an Egypt. And Egypt is not just necessarily a physical location. And Egypt is a place in your mind, a place in your heart. It's a relational element in the past. And Egypt is that thing we don't want to talk about, that thing we don't want to think about, that thing we don't want to discuss, that thing we don't even want to go to therapy about because it's that bow. But when Jesus shows up, when God shows up, I'm here to tell you what when the Holy Spirit is present, what a therapist cannot do what a psychiatrist cannot do what a psychologist cannot do and they are wonderful but what they cannot do God will take care of redeeming your Egypt God has the power to redeem your Egypt God has the power to make the same areas that once provoked anxiety to now release an anointing God has the power to make your past trauma into your present testimony. God has the power to transform drama into destiny, water into wine, ashes into something beautiful, and a garment of despair into a garment of praise. I'm speaking to someone here this morning. I feel the Lord. I, I need you to get ready. Whatever I tell you by faith, in the name of Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, undergirded by the Word of God, so it's not made up prophetic, prophetic spaghetti on the wall. Uh, are you ready for this? In 2024, watch God redeem your Egypt. This is for somebody here. What does that mean? The same area that caused you pain is about to make you praise. I'll say that one more time. The same area and the same people in your life that caused you pain are about to be the same people in your life that make you want to get up and give God a shout of praise. God's about to redeem your Egypt. If you believe it, shout like God's about to do it. If you need every Egypt in your life redeemed, lift up one hand. If you would love to see every Egypt in your entire life redeemed, lift up both hands. If you believe that God can turn it around in such a way that the very areas that cost you pain, that held you back, that oppressed your purpose, are about to protect your destiny and your future, I really, no joke, I want you to give God, go back to that Judah praise and give him that, that Bethlehem anointed praise. 
Watch God redeem your Egypt. Your hurt's about to be healed. Your pain is about to become praise. Your wounds are about to become medals. There will no longer be shame on your name. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me. Go down, go down, go down. To ground those who mourn in Zion. To give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness. And the planting of the Lord. Oh yeah. God's about to redeem your Egypt. God's about to redeem your Egypt. Go to Egypt, Joseph and Mary. Are you kidding me? No. But isn't Egypt the... Well, no. They went back to the place. And they were protected in the place where they were once, where they were once oppressed. No area of your life should be off limits to the blood. No area of your life should be off limits to the vicarious, atoning, finished work of Christ. No area. So no longer you go like, I will never think about that. Sure, under the blood, under the grace of God. God has the power to redeem every chapter, every season, every aspect, every outlook, every perspective. He has the power to redeem your Egypt. I'm going to double down on that. Let me give you two other verses. You know them well. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish anything. I have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past. As I fasten my heart to the future instead, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly go and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Which means what? Don't, when you forgive and forget, then favor and fulfillment will fill your life. There is no freedom without forgiveness and there is no fulfillment until you forget the former things. So, why did Joseph and Mary just go, all right, we're all, we'll go to Egypt. No, no pushback, no like, but we were slaves. No, they no longer lived in the past. Stop living in the past. Stop thinking in the past. Stop talking in the past. This is controversial. Stop praying in the past. It's a new season. It's a new anointing. Forget the past. It cannot compare to what I'm about to do next. And I already started. I say a 4318. Live the kind of life through the finished work of Christ where you no longer fear the Egypts in your mind, in your past, the Egypts in your life. The greatest miracles grow when you permit God to redeem your Egypt. You receive that. Lift up your hand. Number three, the final point as we land this. The greatest miracles reach their full potential when you settle in your spiritual and prophetic Nazareth. So don't forget, Jesus was born where? From Bethlehem, he went where? And then from Egypt, he ended up where? Uh-huh. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared. Get up! Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel. Uh-huh. They settled in the region of Galilee. And lived in a town called Nazareth. Stop for a second. Joseph and Mary, though they went to Egypt, they never settled in what? Egypt. 
Was Jesus raised in Egypt? He only went for a season to what? If you ever go back to Egypt, it is not to settle in your past. It is to show the world that your past no longer has control. I'm about to preach and start running like a man here. If you ever go back to Egypt, it's never to live in your past. It's to show you and the world, to show everything around you that your past no longer has a control over you. Somebody shout like you know what I'm talking about, that you're Egypt. They settled in Nazareth. Ooh. Nazareth. Nazareth. I love this. Heaven tells Joseph, get up. Everything that threatened Jesus is now dead. That's a mic drop right there. Joseph, everything that threatened Jesus is now dead. Get up. Go back. That's a word for you right here. As we celebrate Christmas, as we commemorate, remember the birth of the Messiah, Yeshua. Permit me to remind you, 2,000 years ago, Christ the Messiah, the conqueror, the son of man, the son of God, the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection, and the life, the light of the world, the word made flesh. He was born to a virgin, arrived on the earth, not to establish a religion, to start a new denomination or host a conference. He came to destroy all of the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8, but the Son of God came to destroy the works of Satan. He came to break the curse. Galatians 3, 13, Christ rescued us from the curse. Somebody say, the curse is broken. Say it like you believe it. The curse is broken. The curse of addiction is broken. The curse of alcoholism is broken. The curse of witchcraft is broken. The, the, the curse of genetic predisposition for infirmity is broken. All the curses of the past of sin, fully broken. He came to save sinners, 1 Timothy 1.15. Christ came into the world to save sinners. Paul said, I am the worst of all of them. And he came to give us abundant life, John 10.10. In other words, everything that had the power to kill your God-ordained purpose has already been defeated. No, you missed it. The angel said, get up. Occupy your space. Go back home. Everything that could, everything that threatened to kill him has been defeated. I need you on this Sunday morning to put a smile on your face. Everything that had the power to kill your God-ordained purpose, to take away your God-ordained dream, has already been defeated on the cross through the shedding of the blood and through the resurrection of the Messiah. Jesus was born. From a virgin named Mary, grew up, showed the world his glory, died on the cross, resurrected, sent his Holy Spirit, and is coming back again. The enemy of your purpose is already defeated. If you believe it, lift up your hands. I'm going to say it. The enemy of your joy is defeated. The enemy of you living in truth, peace, and love is defeated. The enemy of you experiencing shalom in all aspects of your life is defeated. I'm going to do it until you get it. Every work of the enemy has been defeated. Colossians 2.15. Every lie of the enemy has been defeated. Can I, can I say this? I feel the Lord. Every plot of the enemy has been defeated. I'm going to say it. Every plot, every scheme of the enemy against you and your family has been defeated. Somebody shout, it is finished. 
if you believe that everything come on what did the angel say get up get up it's time for you to occupy your promise everything everything that had the power to kill your purpose has been deep somebody praise like you actually believe it stand up with me you're standing already the birth of Jesus his initial trajectory the greatest miracle ever born, the fulfillment of countless of prophecies, began in Bethlehem, temporarily made a pit stop in Egypt, ended up in Nazareth, and changed the world. Let us never forget that there is provision in our praise, redemption for our past. And when Jesus came to earth, he defeated everything that had the power to kill your God-ordained purpose. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. You receive this word, lift up your hands. You're coming out of this Advent impartation. The title of the sermon is Location, Location, Location. And you're coming out with that Bethlehem anointing. Provisioning your praise. You're coming out knowing very well that God has the power to redeem your Egypt. And if you ever go back to Egypt, it is a temporary pit stop to show the world that your past no longer has hold on you. And that Nazareth breakthrough anointing, that everything that had the power to kill your God-ordained purpose and the purpose for your family has already been defeated. Already been defeated because that's what Christ came to do. Heavenly Father, seal this message in every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Seal it now, not just for this Christmas season, but forevermore. Seal this message as we go from glory to glory, as we exhibit your glory to a broken world. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive it all by faith through Christ. Amen. If that's you, give him your final clap offering of the day. <laughs> High five your neighbor. Tell him location, location, location. Location, location, location.